Welcome to the podcast. We're here. We're back. Running it back because last time that fucking camera didn't record. So we're running it back. And we got two different camera angles. Like if you guys can see the setup right now, it's insane. What were you looking for? Like when like did you already have this in mind when you came? Yeah. So oh I guess I'll start off for the quick intro. My name is JT, videographer. Uh, extraordinaire up and coming extraordinaire kind of, <laughs> i like that just started yeah. out there but i gotta throw the up, up and coming you know kind of bounce it out um but yeah um uh, pretty much my main job for the last three months was doing is doing videography services editing things of that nature um but just to open up with that to your question to answer your your question uh yes i kind of did have this in mind i did a lot of research uh because initially i when I first started doing this thing about three months ago, I can only afford a certain amount of equipment, right? Which ultimately at the end of the day, it's it, equipment plays a factor. But as you, as I can attest to you, you know, saying as a key point, as key example, uh, the, the equipment does help a tiny bit, but more so it's the, the camera guy or the person behind the camera, or in this case, since you're in front of the camera, the person manipulating the camera. So with that being said, I try to find the perfect balance between, you know, I don't want to get the most expensive thing because I'm not at that level. I'm not making money initially when I first mm-hmm. started. So it's I like you'll like, know when the time exactly. is right to get those expensive exactly. equipments. Exactly. And then um, for the most part, I, I wanted to start cheap. That's all I can afford. So I went out and got this Canon R50, which is going to be pointed at you, which hopefully in a short section, you'll be able to see how some of that is look um with with each other color with us together collaborating uh-huh. um and uh yeah and it got me by pretty far within this three month time frame it was able to do, get like my first couple paid gigs i was able to do some video journalism type you know for the news stations freelance of course which i want to talk to you about that which i think for the whole podcast touch a little bit on the life and we'll do a couple of little like random whatevers but yeah how did you get it like how do you find your clients for your videography services that's a great question um the first thing i ever did to acquire clients was essentially do a lot of free work that's a lot of free work a lot of free work because there's mixed opinions on that just that's actually because i've heard a lot about oh you should do a lot of work for free and then and there's also people that say no fuck that you should always be getting paid for everything that you do yeah absolutely and here's the thing when i first got into this industry right i was more the latter of those people's sentiments more thinking like i need to get paid for everything i do like everything like i'm not my time's not worth for free it's not free yeah right and i'm pretty i was pretty confident about that i was like fuck no like I've, i've made success in other industries and i'm like why not I'm not going to do for free. So, yeah. but, uh, I'm worth more than that. Exactly. But in due time, I realized I was going to be a counterintuitive approach, counterproductive approach, because how am I going to get paid work if I don't have any work to speak of? Kind of like mm-hmm. the saying goes with like some job applications is like, Oh, you require experience before you get the job. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. yeah. So you have to build that portfolio up first and then you can start charging up for the work that comes up next. Exactly. Exactly. And for the most part, I kind of like quickly realized, like, I'm just gonna have to do some free work, you know, and then see what happens. You know, and after watching a few YouTube videos and seeing other people's perspective and my similar setup and then through speaking through other people, 
anecdotal, their anecdotal evidence. I, I took the plunge and I started working with the DJ um, as my first client, quote unquote. You know, what I'm saying? so a DJ pay. was your first client ever. Yeah, ever, okay. ever per se. Yeah, you just hit him up and we're like, hey, bro. Yeah. I got you with some photos and videos. P- pretty much. And then he was like, oh, for sure, dude. I'm super down. And especially as soon as I told him it's free, it was like, you know, I just needed. He was down even it. more. He was down even more. You know, yeah. so we're soon to find out that's kind of not a lucrative industry in the videographer. I'm an up and coming videographer, so to speak, so to say. But uh, yeah, so started doing that for a little bit. Uh, it was beneficial for one because you get a lot of practical on-hand experience without the stress of like this is a paid client i don't want to mess up my reputation i don't want to fuck up right but uh in this case since it's essentially like a homie of mine you know saying who ultimately we ended up being pretty cool with each other till to this day even though we don't work together anymore um and i realized that that's not not the industry for me mm-hmm. um uh i quickly learned like the experience how to set things up how it gave me an idea how a basic a general idea of what the work day could be for a videographer, cinematographer, yeah. things like that. Issue, right? And so a little bit more of an expectation towards yeah. yourself or yeah. what you're setting yourself up for. Pretty much. Yeah. Just trial by fire, essentially. Just trying to see, see what it's about, do it and see what happens and where the call, cards, what made the cards fall within me. And, mm-hmm. uh, and luckily I learned, I met a lot of people, networked a lot. Uh, it was in downtown LA. Luckily he had a nice setup, dude. He had a, he had a father who actually hooked him up with like, locations on on like skyscrapers and stuff like that like uh tall buildings i think uh-huh. apartment buildings were like so you had shots people. everywhere so we had nice shots yeah man, nice little mini music videos and mini setups and stuff like that and and it was good bro because it exposed me to a lot of uh shooting scenarios in which i do you know figure out how to do good lighting with like you know with no lighting or like minimal lighting and try to make it work and in, in, in terms i had to mess around with the camera systems and try to learn that because keep in mind before i did this three months ago i've had like a little bit of experience with the cameras but only pictures and with like older systems right uh-huh. and then uh i've i guess let me back up a little bit uh, before i started the plunge into just doing videography i didn't just wake up one day i'm like you know i'm gonna you try fuck it Right I'm gonna do videography today. Pretty much <laughs> yeah, for the rest of my life. I mean, it was kind of like that, but um, I was doing uh, you know IT work mainly and working for the company. Didn't like it, even though it was being good. So I decided to leave that. Um, I got a course uh, this, this, uh, explaining mobile filmmaking because I had the iPhone 14, and they're okay. saying that like those cameras are pretty equivalent. I seen a couple of YouTube videos showing like the quality, like comparison of like between like $5,000 cameras versus like iPhone camera. And the secret to getting great camera footage in an iPhone for the for specifically for my experience is to definitely control your lighting. If right. You get really good lighting. I'm sure you can probably test this, right? Yeah. Lighting uh, makes a huge difference huge in difference. your shots. Especially with the iPhone camera specifically, since the sensor is so, so small, they can't absorb enough of the, of the light into the sensor, right? So with that being said, if you get the highest quality, the brighter light, the less, I guess scientifically how that works, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. So when I first lighting. started up this podcast, I had like two little light sources, kind of like that, to be honest with you, but it was just yeah. boom, boom, and they weren't that bright at all. Yeah, yeah. But it was super grainy. You couldn't see anything. Mm-hmm. Um it was very low quality and these two cameras that i have for the podcast aren't like super high quality as you can say but uh i got these two lights and i was like okay my problems are 
done. They're fixed. Yeah. I don't have to worry about this anymore. Definitely. But then I tried recording and it still wasn't like all the way to the point that I wanted it to be. And I was like, man. So I started messing with the light positions, you know, putting it there, putting it here, trying this way, trying yep. that way. And you can literally see like between two episodes, the huge difference of when I like kind of cracked the the lighting, you know, because you can tell the big difference in the quality. I think I have a picture on Instagram and it has the difference between the before and the after of the lighting. I was like, lighting plays a huge difference in your photography and Big videography. Time. Big time. Especially with like lower end and cell phone type cameras, you know, saying so the lighting. Yeah. I mean, it, it just amplifies it more if you have a great camera. But for the lower uh, performing performance wise cameras and cameras and all cam uh, cameras and then the cell phones, lighting is key, as you and I both know. Right. So, but yeah, but uh, to the story regarding like how I got into this, um, actually, I didn't even have the camera yet before I, I took the plunge. You I actually took the phone? plunge with the, with the iPhone. Oh. So that's what I did. I forgot now that I remember so I bought a course saying mo mobile filmmaking, which literally taught me the A to Z on how to do cinematic style filmmaking, uh, product commercials, things like that. But specifically niches where they're more like you can structure them and package them and sell them as a service, you know, professional services. Right. Because mm -hmm. ultimately I wanted to make money off doing this. Right. Right. So I wanted to figure out the angle so I can support myself doing this. Right. Excuse me. So, you know, I did my research. I picked up a Sandmark uh, anamorphic lens. Okay. I'm the not sure. If, yeah, they screw on in your phone. Like literally this phone, he screws on. Uh -huh. And then I got some ND filters and polarizers. So probably all in all, I already had the iPhone. I probably spent like 200 bucks, 300 bucks, maybe in total. That's just with like the lenses, uh, the software, which is Filmic Pro, and then Beastcam, which in my opinion, those two apps are the only apps you'll need for filmmaking on mobile, which you can get away with a lot, honestly, because it helps unlock all the features within the camera itself that you won't have, have access to within a native uh, camera app, right? Yeah. Um, one of the biggest thing being able to unlock the ability to uh, record in 10-bit uh, 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 HDR mode, which allows you to retain a lot more of the information. So especially if you're doing color grading, things like that, you can just retain more information and are able to manipulate the information before it starts like degrading the image yeah, quality yeah. right for people who don't know what that means i'm gonna simplify it a lot thank you um basically your camera and your iphone no have high quality but app allow you to have more quality meaning more playroom exactly i love it <laughs> <laughs> i hope I that makes like, sense <laughs> keep it simple um, but um but yeah, so once I figured out the essentials and I did some test trials on my own stuff, doing some like little BS type little videos and stuff like trying to try to make them cinematic. Oh, and also purchasing the uh, subscription service for Premiere Pro, which uh, honestly, if I were to go back and start it again, I'd probably just start off on DaVinci Resolve, which honestly, I still Correct. want to. I'm about to, bro. I'm about to, honestly, on that note. Uh, but I just want to master Premiere Pro, which I feel like I'm probably like, 60% there. Once I get to like 80, 90% like confident with it, like I feel like I got to master that much. Then I'll start slowly dumping in DaVinci because I haven't downloaded everything the free version. I just haven't, I'm not ready for it yet. Yeah, so, yeah. You're not ready really to make that transition? It. Yeah, I'm sorry? You're not, ready, you're not ready to make that transition over yeah, to DaVinci? Yeah, no, not yet. It's too much. And especially with everything else going on, me just trying to stabilize and get to a, a, pro, a, a sustainable, profitable business uh, endeavor with, with this stuff. 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chill out on that. <laughs> so. so what do you want to do with videography? Like, what's your main focus when it comes to doing your work in videography? Is it more towards your creative side? Is it more for a business money-making side? How do you see it going down the line? Like, compared to now and then in the future? Like, I do think, you think it'll ever change? Yeah, no, for sure. The thing is, when I first started, I, don't, I didn't know. And I still don't necessarily know. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like it out. Yeah, still figuring it out. So I figured I'll just try it all, mm-hmm. see what sticks, see what does, and and right. then from the ones that stick, if it's if it's not enough where it dilutes me too much, or if it does dilute me too much, I'll cut out more out of those ones that I like and just leave the ones that are gonna kind of the best balance between it allows me to unlock my creativity, but also it's profitable enough to make and um and uh upgrade or or what's the word uh to level up essentially and right, make right, more, and evolve make, a little bit evolve and profit more you know yeah so it's like um you've already learned i said this before I've, my friend jamal actually taught me this it's like you have to yeah. learn how to well have that creative side and then also have that business side so that way you can combine the two and have that creative business exactly yeah and i think those are the ones that succeed the most like we were talking before the podcast cole bennett lyrical lemonade you know, yeah. it was his creativity at first, but then he started making it into a business. And yep. now it's just his creative business. And it shows how great his work is. And then now that you mentioned that, that's kind of now that I think about it, that's essentially what I'm doing. Right. I'm letting the creativity flow, see where the creativity and what just attracts my attention and then my energy. And depending on how that experience goes, either set more roots into it or dispose and try the next thing. So, so far, that's that's kind of been the same game plan that I'm doing. And it's led me to what I'm doing now, which is uh, primarily doing, a, I guess you could say, UGC-style content, like content cre- content stuff, and also working with uh, clients uh, doing their videos for social media. Just simple videos, do simple edits, and then uh, depending on what their business, just promote that on social media. But now it's, it's evolving. Going back to what you're saying, it just kind of just goes with the flow and then whatever is that combination of creativity and both are profitable. Uh, she was struggling. My one of my current clients, she's a law, she's a lawyer, a criminal defense center based on Newport. Uh, she, we first started off with the agreement saying that uh, we're gonna, I'm just gonna create the videos and I'm gonna give them to her, and it's, that's it. She's gonna post them, do the caption, and everything like that, which is cool. Like, yeah, hey, I just want to stick with just doing video because I was like thinking about it. Like, I don't, I don't want to become a content manager, content media content manager, yeah, yeah. strategist, or editor or for somebody, editor else's or something content. like that. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So your main your main focus is just working with the cameras. Yeah, well, these that's how it's starting, but now it's starting to change. How so? Uh, so uh, we had that agreement. We created a contract, you know, whatever deposits made or that stuff. Now, uh, kind of find out recently, it's changing because she's a, she's, a, she's a lawyer, and obviously they have a lot of cases. They got a lot of work, and they they got a heavy workload, right? They got a lot to do. So she came to me saying, like, you know what? I, I like the contract that we have. However, I feel like I'm a little bit overwhelmed with my current workload and all that good stuff. So can you take over more of the content management stuff? Essentially, I take over all the social medias while on top of creating a new YouTube channel with zero subscribers. And then hopefully with my techniques, my expertise, growing those channels, getting possible conversions for her business. And, um, and yeah, and also on top of creating the content and doing photo shoots, things like that. So mm-hmm. for that, I was able to get in a retainer, uh, which is essentially like she pays me for the month, which is essentially the goal, which on okay. that course that I bought, 
essentially it literally laid it out a to z you know which i feel is like a huge testament as the reason why i'm able to be like because i mean i told you bro like i told the story this has only been like three four months we're going on the fourth month now for me jumping into it and it's working out pretty well and it's working out pretty well i'm not gonna lie in hindsight like now looking back at it right now i'm like holy shit like this is it's moving pretty quick and uh it's been blessings on the round eternally eternally grateful but but like i was trying to say um so um that that i got there in a client for so we got a two-month contract and depending on performance we either continue or go from there which based on the the course is exactly what the structure of how it should be structured so really it, it took out all the guesswork mm-hmm. and, and essentially laid down the, um, a roadmap on how to go from a to z and what stage and, and what to do when 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 to invest into more lighting things like that so it kind of took the guesswork out of everything and the course only cost me like less than a hundred bucks wow so it was yeah. a really good course i'll link i'll link it uh too and i'll add my affiliate link too so we can if anyone wants to download it and stuff like that we can do that i don't know if you're into that or but i'll, I'll, I'll definitely do it on mine so i could i could definitely put it in the description because sure. it sounds like a good course for anybody Honestly. that's like into videography and I have yeah. a lot of friends who are into videography and, and to that point that's because you asked me the question like what are my goals that's also one avenue I want to get into because I always love teaching. I've always loved helping out people and seeing people grow. I have zero hate in my body. I have zero jealousy in my body, bro. When I see someone winning, bro, I love seeing people winning. I, I hate seeing, not hate to see people, with it, but I but I feel bad about seeing people struggle and, and, and not get what they want. You know, so yeah. ethical stuff, ethically speaking, of course. Um, it's, it's, there's something that makes you feel good by just helping people honestly you big know because i've been i've been that selfish guy i've been the opposite that's how i learned and i got the perspective of both like the extreme side of being super general which is in my opinion is too extreme for general real world scenario but it's also too extreme to be super uh selfish right yeah and um, so it's so like you got to find a balance but i used to be super selfish so i know how that that kind of got me the, the results that got me I was super generous and got to see how that got me. Just got me played and taken advantage of it, which maybe me having right, experience right. with it you know, on both ends or not. Um, and then now I've been able to, in my 31 years in life, I've been able to figure out a good balance between generosity and then uh, selfishness and then being knowing when to adjust it accordingly depending on the person, which is ultimately what you got to do. You can't be the same with everyone because not yeah, everyone's yeah. going to be that level of trustworthiness or what have you. That's interesting because I've gone mm-hmm. through that a little bit. I wouldn't say that I've gone through like the full selfish side i'm always the person that i remember last time we were talking the podcast it will you told me something that that's my humble side right Mm -hmm. and i think it's that and it's gotten i've gotten taken advantage before in the past because of my uh humility you know of you know just trying to be nice or helping out people where it's like i'm helping them out too much but at the same time i'm kind of destroying me yeah but at the same time now i don't see it as i have to be selfish it's just I understand now that there are selfish people yes. out there in the world. Absolutely. So it's not really a, a a change within myself, but it's a change of how I see people. Yeah, I think it's I think it's just uh, losing that that naiveness, right? Too. It's kind of how I interpret it with me personally, because that same thing, same same kind of evolution. Yeah, especially in the business world. Yes. Big time. Hey, you think the streets are fucking... Not to say I'm from the streets or anything like that, but for my limited, tiny bit, 0.01% experience in the streets, dude. Like, dude, business people are ruthless and savage, dude. They're trying Look, to get their bite and dip. Dude, yeah, either bite or dip or like 
or like really really smooth talk you shake your hand smile you you know talk about the family and then and close that deal on you and they're like boom they're like close you deal. i'm gonna fuck you over oh so well. dead ass bro yeah. and it's all legal in his business bro that's why i was like and now it's in the contract and you're you know what i'm saying that's why on that note uh since it's kind of i'm in an entrepreneurship style venture i guess i haven't been an entrepreneur because i've like yeah. i've been able to sustain myself you know, with a lot of uh, sacrifices, a lot of uh, limitations of like expenses anywhere. So literally, essentially what I mean by that is like just enough to survive and the rest goes towards like this business. Right. Like literally right. that's it. And that's it. You know, no time or or funds for anything else, really. You know, say at least for the time being. Um, but I forgot where I was going with that. But uh, do you ever because I get that, too, mm-hmm. how sometimes you're just too focused on doing your business. Mm-hmm. And or working on something that you're really passionate about that you yeah. have to be there and you know you have to be there in order for it to work out definitely but at the same time you start thinking damn i'm missing out on these opportunities of fun or pleasure or yeah. hanging out with friends or you know but yeah. at the same time like in my case i don't really have the money to be going out in general hey, like, anyways <laughs> so it's like even if i wanted to go out like i'd stay here and work yeah. anyways for the most part yeah, for the most part right that- Right there but does it, that ever come into play in your mind where you're like, man, I wish I could just stop and just go and have fun and enjoy? You know what? <sighs> Not really. Really? Yeah. But but you know what? Uh, you know, uh, because my prior experiences, my early adulthood, I really got all that out of my system. I think that was a key to like really mature me and, and, and make me to a, get me to a point mentally where I'm like, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't mind. Don't get me wrong. I would love to go to the bar and just get plastered and have a good time, play beer pong at a homie, South Slime, you, know, <laughs> yeah. you know, all that good stuff, typical stuff, part of like a frat guy. But um, but I've done it enough times where it's like I got out of my system. Still not old. I still want to do it. But now it's it's the, 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 the quench for that is downsized enough where my thirst, my hunger for this business and making this better Mm-hmm. still outweighs that if that makes sense mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and plus like seeing the little successes that i've seen doing this it kind of becomes a little bit of an addicting you know what I'm saying because mm-hmm. realistically speaking um i could have maybe gotten away with like a little bit less things that i got in order to equipment wise to get me the job done but now i look at it like really now that i've seen proof of concept saying that like okay now I can say that I've been paid a serv- uh, paid for providing a service by myself through my own abilities without the help of any corporation, no company, just me, myself. Mm-hmm. Getting out there, being my marketing team, my actual, the owner, the CEO, the marketing department, so on and so forth. Right. And now seeing all that, figuring out the formula, a little tiny, tiny, tiny bit, and then seeing some little trickle of return on that investment becomes addicting and now i just want to double down on that and see maybe if that helps or not and if it doesn't then i'll just stay where i'm at conserve just depending what the what the energy shows me right so yeah and it definitely does help when you're having that paid uh income source you know coming Mm -hmm. in because like i in my perspective or my position i'm not getting any money from doing any of this podcasting stuff at all not yet exactly right so there are times where i'm like man why am i even working i should Mm -hmm. be you know, when my friends call me out to be like, hey, come hang out. We're yeah. going here. We're going to do this. It's going to be a great time. Yeah. It kind of, I wouldn't say, I don't know if fear is the word, but it just awareness of I'm like, man, I'm 
risking a lot here. Yes. Like I'm risking my friends. Definitely. You know, and I don't, or at least not in my mind, but I, I think that maybe they may be thinking, uh, that I'm like ditching them, but it's like, no, bro, it's not that it's that I literally cannot go out right now. That's a funny, funny topic. You just, uh, uh, got to, um, on that note, I've, there's been a lot of misinterpretations between friends that I've had for a while and new friends too. Okay. Um, that have literally been turned off by the idea or at least misinterpreted me being busy as like me not wanting to hang out with them. Therefore they equate that to like, Oh, he doesn't like me. I don't like him. Then fuck this guy. I'm out. And they don't, they don't continue. So a lot of sacrifices are made to, to that point because they want to do stuff. And every time they invite you, you're like, I can't, I can't, I can't. And they get over that. So they exactly. stop hitting you up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But I try, but to, but but my remedy to that, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've tried or anything. I just reach out, dude. You know, and I and I keep it a thousand percent with anyone, dude. Like for the most part, like you know, if they if they if they deserve that truth, you know, what I'm saying? yeah. But uh, um, uh, or that that insight into my life, but um, more so specifically, um, it, it, I just tell them, let them know, like, hey, you know, this is what's going on, bro. You know, I've been kind of broke here. You know, what I'm saying, yeah. I, I just spent like so so thousand dollars on some equipment is for our business bro kind of low this month bro maybe i'll catch you next month bro and normally for the most part they're cool with it bro and as yeah. soon as you explain that because I'm, I'm tired of playing that phone tag shit you know what I'm saying or like or being too cool because i used to be that guy i was like if you don't fucking hit me up i ain't never hitting you up yeah but, like i'm doing this shit right yeah. here so i can spend like the majority of my time with the people that i love right? you know that's Pretty how much. i think about it it's like man yeah i'm spending all this time here by myself at home, yep. working, editing, recording, Absolutely. talking, right? But eventually in the future, I know all of this is going to pay off so I can go out to the, uh, I don't know about clubs, but like go out to the fancy restaurants yeah. or go out yeah. to the, the vacations, city, vacations, you know? Or buy that like whatever, you know, new bike, new car or whatever. Basically. Those little so, luxuries, yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. that I didn't have now. Exactly. That's how I think about it. Big time. But yeah, finding that balance is definitely important. Yeah, at times, but there's sometimes where I'm coming to really find out because because generally my whole life, um, I guess like rule one of the rules is balance with everything for the most part. Balance is key for most things, so I try to get a little bit of both, but not too much of either or, right? But I'm coming to find out that in this business, or, and I think it's the same for any business, especially if you're doing it on yourself, on entrepreneurial style, is you gotta like turn overdrive. I think I'm pretty sure you can attest to that. I've seen you, dog. So I've seen the, your examples, your post frequency and things like that. So you can definitely attest to this or have that experience. But, dude, you got to go overdrive and you got to keep redlining that motherfucker, dude, and just staying on that gas until you see a little bit of reward, you know? Yeah. Because so, so I'm, I'm put in a position sometimes where it's like, this is what I have to be doing. Yeah. There's bro. no other option. Yeah. You know, so it can get tiring sometimes, but at the same time, it, it's like a counterbalance. Yeah. You know, where it's that piece that I keep thinking about and I'm like, oh, this is nice. I wish I had it now. Yeah. But then reality comes and it's like, no, motherfucker, you're <laughs> working towards that piece. Big time. Big you know? Time. But uh, yeah, you know, this takes little by little etching away, dude. And that's what I'm trying to do with you, bro. So like, hopefully we can collab more and help each other out and obviously, you know, grow together, which going back to what I said, I don't, I have no jealousy. I want There's, I think high, sorry, I think high seas raise all ships. I told you last time, you know what right. I'm saying? So, you know, the seas, it's an open ocean. No, there's no way anyone can just cover the ocean with their property, right? So what I'd like to do or like my 
idea for the most part is to just share the wealth, share the knowledge, share the expertise, help out wherever I can. And through just like good karma, through uh, networking, through uh, other opportunities later on down the line when they can't afford services like that, which I've already experienced myself by providing that free work, you know, saying, which is why I think it's crucial to provide free work initially in the beginning, especially if you don't have any experience because mm -hmm. uh, you learn, you make a lot of mistakes. You're going to make a lot of mistakes and you don't want to do those in paid gigs. So if you're doing a free jobs or like you're doing people favors, they're more lenient on the mistakes and more willing to be patient with you while you learn the, the processes to get the best quality outcome in, in any given scenario, right? In project. So yeah, that's, that's primarily for the most part where I'm at, you know, not successful by any means, but definitely uh, heading in a direction where it's, it's enough to continue investing and continue moving forward to it and, and seeing what comes of it, you know what I'm saying? And, mm -hmm. and, and making it happen. So I, I'm always optimistic, but I'm always cautious and also like, uh, hope for the best, prepare for the worst, you know what I'm saying? Like I always imagine myself like, which is kind of, I don't know if it's bad or not, but thinking like you could fail tomorrow. Like you could fail tomorrow. Like that. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, for the most part, you can feel, I'm going to rewind it just because you can feel tomorrow just because for the most part, you can, especially doing entrepreneurship, right? That starting your own business, right? And so you got to, it's, it's, it's a special type of that individual, which I think, in my opinion, you have. And I think, in my opinion, I have, right? Which is why I gravitated towards you just stating that right now. Um, Would you say that that's the way you live your life? Just, yeah, Just absolutely. by thinking that, hey, I can feel tomorrow. Absolutely. Absolutely. It just keeps me humble because me, I'll, I'll be pretty honest. Like I have a really natural high confidence because I guess early adulthood or child or early childhood and early adulthood, I was really not confident. So I actively proactively worked on that. And now I feel like I did too good of a job. So now I feel like I'm borderline cocky to be a chance. So, <laughs> okay. so, I, so I have to like kind of put systems in place to kind of make myself more uh, balanced in a sense, going back to kind of like my whole philosophy on the life, you know, just yeah, being yeah. balanced. You know, it's not too bad to have both those qualities, but just have not too much of either one. The way you said that, it reminded me of something that I was learning when I was, because I, I wouldn't say I practice. Well, I do, but I, I like studying uh, the philosophy of like stoicism, right? Yes. So one of the things that I heard was called uh, momentum mori, right? So it's mm, like, someday remember, yeah, remember yeah. that you're going to die one day. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. So the way you said that, it kind of referenced back towards that. And it's yeah. very important because it's yep. like, yeah, this may suck right now. Or yeah, this may be fucking phenomenal that it's happening right now in front of me. But remember, tomorrow can be something different. Big time. You know, so it's just the way how you play it and how Big you live time. your life. Because remember, time. one day you're going to die. Big time. And you're going to think, man, was all that I did worth it? Yeah. Did I live it to my full potential? Yes. With the all did I really spend all my time bitching and complaining about something that I didn't have when it could have been, you know, in a it's better a, state? Dude, honestly, we're going to have to hit some topics right now because you now got me like, you know, like some thought process right now. But <laughs> to that point, dude, um, yeah, Momentum Mori. And, and I think I got that because if you think about it, I mean, you're still pretty young, right? You know, like I'm 31. Like realistically speaking, another 30 years at max max through lifetime and maybe you know saying god willing maybe more may hit the 100 but, but even on that same note who the fuck wants to Man, be like hold up. no you're good <laughs> but yeah you were saying momentum mori oh yeah momentum mori and uh the thought processes and and it, it kind of just comes with like hitting my 30s which i think you know because i mean i know the perspective of being that young mid 20s late 20s early 20s type dude 
full of confidence, you know, ready to get after her, take over the world, feeling of invincible invincibility and everything like that. Uh, and then you start humbling yourself. And to get more, like, impactful, uh, I have people, I kind of gauge it because it's kind of weird. But, like, for example, I have high school classmates that I kind of, like, vaguely were, like, acquaintances at the most. Mm-hmm. But some of them have passed away already. You know oh, what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah. And if you think about it, uh, just think about it just in life and the whole life. And, hey, you know what? People are going to start passing because we're getting older. People start getting sick. People get accidents and, God forbid, murders, things like that. And and then I got in this phase in my life where I know of somebody, maybe not personally like through that or maybe secondary or tertiary through friendships, know of people who passed on. And it's becoming more and more frequent. And also to take a step further, like looking at your possibly with your, I don't know, maybe you can probably take note of this, your parents, you know, saying you maybe they have friends or, or you know, or, or respectfully maybe family members that passed on and everything like that. And, and, you know, just the whole concept of life and death, you feel, you see it, especially through your own eyes as you get older, bro. Because yeah. I feel like I barely entered that phase where I'm like, oh, shit, this is life, bro. Like, I'm technically halfway there. Yeah. That's it. I'm 50% there, bro. Like, think at about 30? it. At maybe i mean maybe i just try to be conservative and not overestimate you know saying <laughs> hoping that maybe like my chance will give me like a longevity hit 100 but to that point but why would i want to be 100 though let me ask you that why would you let me ask you that why would why do you want to be 100 especially if you're like say for example i'll give you two through three scenarios you can you live to be 100 or you die at 60 but at like uh you die at 60 but you're like it was an accident like that or like whatever something that like it wasn't deteriorated so like for example like you're still youthful you're still able to move healthy uh you still left your your normal life but you passed that 60 or would you take that uh that path where you live to like say 100 but by 60 you're already deteriorating say like by 60 you're in a wheelchair and you're stuck in the wheelchair and the second scenario is like after 60 you're healthy and everything but you go blind and then the third scenario would be like um, you have an accident, but now you're like you're 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 just stuck to a chair, a bed, but you mm-hmm. live. Well, I don't know because that like that third scenario, right? It's crazy that were to happen. I've seen some God forbid, God me, forbid, honestly. God forbid, no, for real. But yeah. I know, but but you think about it, right? Yeah, you definitely do think about it. It's a possibility, yeah. you yeah. know. God forbid, how you said. Yeah. I thank God every day that I'm yes, this, that I'm grateful, that I'm healthy, that yeah. I'm great. You know, exactly. and I do take my body in consideration. You yeah. know, I try to be as healthy as I can. Exactly. If I were to get stuck in a wheelchair at like age sixty or something were to happen that mm-hmm. I was in a wheelchair, um, I think it would put me through some sort of depressive state for a while yes but then again i've also seen some great people do some great things like they level up yeah they find something that they never thought they had and also like by age 60 you already have those people that you've had with you your entire life yeah you know so it's like all those adventures all those like crazy things that you think that you wanted to do when you were older some of that you could have already done Mm -hmm. or two just by being surrounded and like living I don't know. It kind of like, I guess it kind of could calm things down a bit. It's like, well, this is, this is what it is. You yeah. know, I'm here, but I'm able to now, I guess, experience more of what's really around me or where I'm at. Yeah, definitely. Because I have really don't have other. Take choice. it all in, essentially. Right. Gotcha. But 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 yeah, but yeah. And living I, to 100, like, yeah, I don't think. It's, what are you gonna do? Nothing. Just live. You know what I'm saying? Like. And then also, you don't, I don't know if you thought about this angle, 
what about who are you going to know at that age still that you can relate to that you can actually go out and do stuff with you know what i'm saying i mean you don't really got to do stuff like i find a lot of joy just being able to talk to people yeah so me no, being sure. 100 and being able to share those experiences of what i've learned through those 100 years like yeah. it could be some fucking 10 year old in the year 2050 you know and Big i'm time. like so back in my day, big time, big time, people actually walked their dogs, <laughs> and now there's a robot walking them. You know what I'm saying? But dude, honestly, and that's another note, dude. Like, what a trip, dude. Like, next twenty years from now, like, uh, like think about it. The last twenty years, a lot has happened, a lot of change. And now, imagine the next 10, 15 years, thirty years, forty years. Like, you know, God willing, hopefully, we get to witness a Even lot of cool the shit. shortest amount of time. Like in the past five years, yeah. So many things. I think things are moving a lot faster. Yeah, especially with you AI. Know? Oh so, my god. <laughs> <laughs> don't even get me started on the AI stuff. I mean I, yeah. I, I mean, I love it. I fuck with it, but yeah, no, but it's it's developing very, very fast. Like, just imagine the next two years. So many things can happen those two years. Yeah, big time. You big know, time. you never know what's gonna happen. Exactly. So, I get by twenty fifty, it's super hard to imagine. It's yeah. super hard to just think. Oh, is this gonna happen? Because fifty years now could honestly happen in three. You know, that's in terms crazy. of like development and like speed of like uh, improvement of evolving the technology. Yeah, because gotcha. we're like, uh, oh, by twenty, I don't know, thirty five, we're gonna have flying cars. Yeah. But little do we know that by twenty twenty six, there's flying cars. Big time. You know, I see what you're saying. I see you know, it's everything. just everything is just like this all Most the time. Most definitely. <laughs> right. That's cool, dude. But yeah, uh, living is that life. Is mine uh, the second one there on you? This one. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, it's blinking red on the outside. Right. Okay, cool, cool. I think it says it has a timer at 30 minutes where it cuts off, but I guess not. No, nope, I lighter. guess it's the recording. Oh, it's only when it's in... Oh, but is this 4K? Okay, whatever. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I'll let you know if yeah, I see it does. anything. Okay, just... <laughs> <it>. Sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I see... I know that life could feel like it sucks sometimes because everything mm-hmm. just, like, bombards on top of you. Mm-hmm. But I... I focused more on the beauty of life and how sure. amazing it is to just even have an extra day. So if you're telling me that I ha- have an extra day for 100 years, it kind of it kind of excites me a little bit because every day is going to be something new. Most definitely to that point. And just to uh, put put like where my point it's just a thought process, but in rea- but but in actuality, how I personally believe in it. I fall in line with more like what you're saying. Going back to what you said, momentum more, you know what I'm saying? So I take every day like it's special and, and make the most of it. Or at least I, I live it the way that I feel is the best way that makes me feel satisfied at the end of the day. Whereas if, God forbid, I were to die tomorrow, I'd be somewhat satisfied if it were to happen tomorrow, you know what I'm saying? No, I wouldn't be there in terms of accomplishments, but in terms of like the attitude, the angles, the the, the things I was doing on the daily process, it would uh make me feel if i was like in heaven looking down like oh, okay whatever i mean not where i want to start but i made, I made it kind of far you know what I'm saying i made some success you brought up something you mm. said that like being at 20 years old you get that sense of oh i'm invincible i'm at the top of the world i can mm-hmm. do whatever i want yeah and i thought about guys. that yeah. most guys right yeah, yeah, yeah i thought about that but i'm seeing a lot more often that people my age don't think like that no they think more of like I can't do anything. I don't know what I can do. Yeah. I feel stuck. Uh, everything else is just moving and I'm just going with it, you know? So I ha- do you think time has changed like when you were 20 compared to like now that I'm 20? 
you know, of the mentality of how people in that age group think? That's a really good question. Um, that's a really good question because I feel like, yes, the, cause for me, personally speaking for my life experience, and mm-hmm. my growth throughout my, like, I guess like from kid to now, stuff like that, different things were available to me now. I mean, back then that for the same kid at that age now, this like night and day in terms of what access they had to. Like, for example, like I was born in 91, which I think the Internet came out like in a barely 90, 1990, 1991, too. And even then it was still like, what, dial up It's nothing to what it is now. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't have access to any of those things growing up. I didn't get my cell phone until I was in sophomore year. Wow. In high school. Okay. And it was a flip phone. And those were the flip phones. So you still it wasn't even like you can play games or like that. Yeah, there was no touch screen to it. Yeah. So with as you know now, and I don't know. With say for example like your generation, I don't know what at what point you like you got a phone or stuff like that or what time or what kind of internet access you had when you when you're able to get internet access and what you're able to do with it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for what I think of the twenty year old is like they did they had Call of Duty, they had GTA already, you know what I'm saying? It's like all that crazy stuff. And I feel like that mentality has changed. I don't wanna get like that guy I don't wanna be that guy, but you know, I feel like they got a little softer. Yeah, a little bit less. Oh, definitely less less social uh, in terms of in the real world. Super right. social and connected for the most part, kind of not really, because, you know, this show, the kids are still super depressed, even though they're super connected with all the phone stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, besides that, their their social abilities in person live is just kind of garbage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's hard. it, it kind of makes it harder sometimes to make a a full conversation with some people yes because like me i can have a conversation with almost anybody it seems it like could be it, some yeah. just random stranger and i'll sit there and i'll just talk and just listen and then learn something from them what yeah. are we going to talk about no fucking clue yeah. but i can have that conversation exactly but there are some people that i would like to have a conversation with but it's kind of hard picking at them because yeah. they'll just be more closed off yeah. or more uh I guess self-aware of what they want to say, and to and to piggyback off of that, they're also like at least in my experiences with the younger guys, dude, specifically, they almost come off almost borderline rude, you know, what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and then I at least I interpret it that, but then I talk to my because I'm oldest of six, right, so I have uh, siblings and, and 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 brothers that were like around that age demographic too, and they tell me it's like no, I don't think he was rude because he'd be there with me, and I'd be like, this guy's a fucking asshole. Like, the fuck say? <laughs> I told him thank you, and he didn't say shit, or like he said please, and he was just very, he was just very dry. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, his customer service, for example. Like, I've noticed that. No, that's, that's true. And it's very dry, and they're emotional, bro. Like you, you piss them off, bro. Like they're bound to do anything, bro. Like depending what age, what specific age group, but like that's uh, the young people category, quote unquote. But. I don't know, man. They have shorter fuses and ability to control their emotions for the most part. I mean, not to say that I haven't had my own like emotional outbursts and been a, like a fucking, you know, uncontrollable fool, but you know, I outgrew that, you know what I'm saying? And I quickly realized that's not the way to go about life, right? But it seems like the younger cats and they're still staying with that mentality, like that childlike mentality. You yeah. Know? Not to say I'm the most mature person in the world either. Let me just really make that abundantly clear. I'm not perfect by any means, but yeah. um I mean, you're, you're expected to learn more as you get older, right? Yeah, like, oh, mature he's just your wiser. Kid, right? You, you want to be more mature. You want it to be that wise old man yeah. when you do become that old man. Definitely. Right? But you see some people and 
they never be they never mature. It's like okay, yeah, you're fifty and you're you still act like a twenty year old. Yeah. But that doesn't really fit together. Exactly. You know, and you're not acting your age. Exactly. And then to that note, like not to say that like my generation was any much better. Like I feel like even in my generation, like the generation before us was like, damn, you guys are like shitty, bro. <laughs> you guys are still <laughs> acting like babies. More specifically, uh, Gen Z, Gen Z millennials. I think I, I don't know what demographic. What, what I don't even know either. I get the Gen Z millennials all the time. Yeah, Gen Z millennials, some shit like that. I think, but um, whatever generation they say, like it just we were pretty bad off. But it, I can imagine it being way worse now, especially, mm. and it feels like it is. You but said socially wise. Socially wise. Yeah, closely speaking. Not to say intelligence, not to say like ability, talent, skills, you know, all that stuff like that. That's an all time high because well, you know. see that creativity come out. Oh, you're right. With the invent of social media, which me, my generation didn't have access to for the most part. We did, but it was in, at the scale it is now. But at the same time, like that whole creative side, right? Or mm -hmm. even the, inte the intellectual side, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, I could say my parents' generation where they had to go out and work and you industrious. Know, just, Very yeah, you know, the term. work with your hands, yeah. right? Like that was you needed to know how to use your hands. Mm -hmm. And now it's like you're not expected to know. Yeah. You know, you don't it's not something that's I guess needed except when it is. And yeah. then when you put yourself in that situation, you're kind of fucked. Exactly. Because you don't know what to do. Yeah. And then with the creative side. A lot of people, they halt their creativity because I know that people can be very, very creative. I've seen Big them time. create some crazy stuff. Absolutely. But then when it comes down to it, where it's like, why don't you just do this all the time? It's a thought of incompetence that just comes into their mind. And one thing that you brought up about the social media, it's like they already saw somebody create something. Mm -hmm. And it's like they've already seen so many people create so many different things that now it sometimes can feel like they're left with nothing. Mm. So it's like, instead of them creating, they create by watching somebody else create and that kind of, at the same time, it fulfills them, but also depletes them of their creativity. Mm, okay. You know what I mean? I kind of see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Like, as they're kind of like, just co like copying and pasting kind of strategy kind of mean? In mean? a way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. You also said that, um, some of the things that you had in your generation when you were growing up that were available to you that we don't have them. And I thought to about that. And at the same time, I think that we do have them, but we tend to take a lot of those things for granted. You know, I mean, I think we talked about it in the last podcast episode that we did that even our like you go outside and you you don't really see your neighbors walking around with their family you don't go you go to parks and they're almost always empty you you know and if they do you know, the parents i went to the park with my girlfriend the other day yeah. and this mom she took her kid to the park and while the kid was like playing the kid was like probably 3 mm -hmm. right and he's playing around but the mom is on the phone just like this the entire it's time how old was know? she I don't know who the, like mom? the mom. Yeah. Like at a guess like mid thirties, forties. So you mid to late thirties. So that's a young mom. Man. So that's a, let's see, that's a generation where like the technology was to the point where they are, they kind of grew up like sucked into the phones, like how most kids are now. Yeah. And so that's like the after effects now as an adult. Yeah. Nowadays. I'm like, bro, your kids playing and like you're just on your phones, you know, right in front of you yeah bleeding and going by and i mean not to say that you know maybe she was like 
focus doing something, doing something business wise, and just have to, and you know, the dad wasn't involved, or dad was working, whatever. Not to say, but but yeah, to that point, a lot of that does happen, where just people just live and stay in their phones. Yeah, you know? I, I'm not gonna say that I'm fucking perfect either. No, I catch myself too. I have my Big little time. siblings. <laughs> my little sister, she's six. You know, mm-hmm. little sister Valerie, she's six, and she has so much energy, man. Like that little girl can play yeah. all day long. You if she went to school, but if she was here, she'd be playing Bruno Mars off of that Alexa all day long. I love it. I love like it. every single day. And I catch myself. I'm like, dude, I need to work. I really do need to finish this work. But then I know that sometimes I'm like, man, this work's still gonna be here. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna go out with my sister, have some fun, play with her for a little bit. And then afterwards, you know, it's like, I guess that one stopped. Yep. Um, I guess knowing, again, the balance to it of work and life, you know. Big time. Big time. The camera? Camera. Yeah. Nice. So it's not bad. I mean, it's, I mean, not to say, because I mean, that is, is perspective, right? Some people, that's a lot. And people, we can't. But, uh, but if you can swing it for people out there can if you want to get into content creation definitely recommend the canon r50 the price and the lenses and everything this is stock that comes within the box just perfectly enough to get you by and it's a brand new camera system so it has like the modern camera settings and the sensors like the same sensor that comes like on the on their like five thousand dollar cameras and stuff like that so and the results are pretty damn good so i mean and even it. if you don't go with the camera you just said it start with your phone exactly dude honestly because i got so bad i got a couple bait gigs doing uh freaking um uh content creation with the with the phone i did a music video for a um, a rapper who's actually kind of blowing up shout out Juno, what's up brother hope you're doing good i see you blowing up <laughs> i'll show you who he is dude he's a cool dude uh long story short dude um lives in the la area um I met him through the DJ contact. Once again, I did that through free work. Made a network connection that ended up paying off. And mm-hmm. he just got out of prison, right? Um, uh, African-American guy, freaking uh, blood, you know what I'm saying, gang member. Went to jail for attempted murder and stuff like that for a while. So he's like, serious guy. Serious, yeah. He's not a... He's, not he's a, about it. He's about it, big time. But such a nice guy. Super respectful, you know, saying has, has his baby mama, has a brand new baby boy. You know, saying I met them both and everything like that, and he doesn't. He's not about that. You know, he's he's about his money, business, his family, and whatever. That's that's why I really fuck with him, dude. So shout out to you, you know. But um, yeah, freaking um, I met him because the DJ met him when he went on a date with some like random chick, right? And they made contact, kind of like hit it off well. Put put my name out there because he was working with me already because I was in the free work for him, right? I want to I want to highlight that part, free work, right? Uh, how it's technically not free because i technically got money out of that free work so it's kind of was kind of paid work you know if you really think about it but um um he reached out telling me that i do video services right so he reached out to me locked down a deal and i was able to make like a couple hundred bucks doing this simple very simple because i was ready to go all out go heavy duty with like you know i had a phone gimbal the gimbal the phone itself the lenses for the uh, ND, nd filters and my anamorphic but i didn't use it that time just at uh, the nd and the cpl um and uh did a short 45 second him no no like audio added just raw mm-hmm. you know saying oh and i had a little uh mic that you connect on the bottom of your phone and it's a little like microphone which are like 15 16 bucks on amazon i think i've seen those before yeah yeah, yeah they worked out pretty decent bro nice. like, the quality was decent and yeah with the gimbal 
and then with the little audio and then with the quality of the phone and with the little filter to control like the the sun essentially sunglasses for your phone lens, yeah that thing was just clutch you had a whole you know, rig so. just for your phone yeah and but it, honestly it was all within that much space and all that kit alone not including the phone probably looking uh 400 500 bucks think think about it but like pieced out over like you know a little bit the first thing i got the gimbal for sure then the next thing were like the nd filters because nd filters are super good and so especially if you do any out- outdoor shooting which i think most people do and even mm-hmm. in some cases indoor the nd filters are good and the cpl filters which i got I was able to get a one via sandmark um that uh, is all combined so it's a variable nd filter is what it's called and it allows it controls the the the, pole, the polarizing so say you're doing video and you have glass in front of your subject you control it by turning it and it and it controls it whether you can see through with that or, or see the reflection of yourself or whichever angle you're looking at it kind of mm-hmm. like the you know you'll see i'll have to show you examples and everything like that i oh it's like uh you control the shade of the nd filter right yes, yes, a variable yes. nd filter. yeah there's that and then there's a cpl aspect too which is a circular polarizer which i don't have i didn't bring it today but uh yeah it's, it's hard to explain but it's, it's not there's sunglasses part which is a variable nd part and then there's the CPL part, which is controls the the reflections, so to speak. I think that I'm, from my understanding, it's the reflections. Mm-hmm. So, but anyways, not to get too stuck on that one singular topic. Um, yeah, uh, and I met him, and I was able to do a simple, quick video, and that video got like like five thousand views on his page, right? Which is kind of it was up. It's not his most watched video, but it was up there. Yeah, it did know? good. Yeah, so I was like, okay, cool. And he still, uh, hopefully, maybe at some point, we'll probably do some more business together in the future, but we'll see. Because he's actually blowing up, bro. He's actually starting to get out there. He came on on Adam22. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. On he's No out, Jumper? He, yeah, on No Jumper. He came out wow. on No Jumper recently. This like uh like a week ago or some shit like that. No, not a week ago, like a month, maybe a month ago. Yeah, yeah. And he still likes my posts. So I know he's still kind of like that. Cause, and he still sends me like, DMs me like random stuff that he posts. And I, I show some love and everything. Wherever yeah, definitely hit him so, up again. Yeah, big time. big time. And I told him we will, you know what I'm saying? I told him I want to do a music video. And then I'm pretty sure if I reach out to him, like on business, he'll be like down to work with me. Be like, he's bro, always, I got some new gear. I'm wanting to test it out. Let's get this and done. And now I can, especially right? with the camera, you know, set up and everything and the lights yeah. and everything, dude. It's beautiful, bro. But it's blessings, you know? Which that was the reason why I didn't ask earlier because I felt a little like intimidated. So actually now I've seen him kind of blowing up and everything like that. So, you know, I want to be able to match that his energy. his growth with my level of experience and equipment. You know, which I had the experience now, but now I needed the equipment. But now with this, God, thankfully, thank you, God, blessings all around. I was able to get to the level now I can too. Which at a business standpoint, which means if I can get on him, the guy who's been on no jumper, I can advertise that. That's just more money, possibly in the future, or more collaboration, more networking, more opportunities to make business. You know, opportunities. Yeah, so it's all marketing. You yeah, know, yeah. which is a big point why I'm here today too to to market myself too, along with helping you add content for your show too. So that's kind of my, the the main angle there. <laughs> <laughs> you have ten years on me, bro. Yeah, right. Decade, decade, yeah. bro. <laughs> what would be some advice that you've learned from those ten year differences? Like, if you were to talk to yourself again. Mm-hmm. 21 years old right what would be some advice that you would give to them from what you've experienced and from what you think you will experience in the future mm. that's a good question i'd say plan for the future but focus on what is in front of you on a daily 
on the small things because the small things ultimately add up and um, what's the word a compound over time and they end up causing the biggest changes in you depending on which direction whether it's constructive habit or destructive habit so be mindful of that I would tell myself that um, and another note with relationships uh, if people don't want to be in your life don't hold them back let them let them go on their way because if it's not meant to be it's not meant to be because uh, I I would I used to be a super lover boy and I was like I'd always be kind of like like you know like just so I, I really felt for I, I really fell in love for the people that I was with you know what I'm saying so for that being said um, the heartbreak was real but so therefore I had to practice on my detachment you know what I'm saying so I think if I tell my younger self I'd be like be be more chill and understand that there always going to be something better, which ultimately there was, which is awesome because mm-hmm. I lived my long like, life long enough and I've been single long enough and in relationships long enough where it's like, dude, every relationship I've been, it's just been every much like level as the levels better and better. You right. Cause saying? you've gained that experience. You gain that experience. Ways. You learn what you like, what you don't like, you know what I'm saying? You, you realize what you're willing to tolerate, what you're not willing to tolerate. And on the physical aspect, you realize what kind of girls you like, you know what I'm saying, what style, what flavor, what build, the body type, all that stuff, personality type, you know what I'm saying? And then similar goals. And it's just things that you don't think about, especially in your early 20s, because you're just thinking about getting it in, right? For the most part, for <laughs> yeah. the most part, right? And, and, and then all that's come secondary. But when you get older and you realize, like, especially if you have experience and you've been there, so it's not something that's like, uh, uh, it's not... It, it's a resource you have access to, you know, say you're blessed, you're blessed and thankful enough to like be able to do what you got to do. So with that being said, when it's not like something you put on a pedestal, you start focusing on what is important and important is like the mental characteristics, the personality types and the attitude overall. So, but you don't learn that. I didn't learn that until recently though, bro. So like, I didn't you, fix, figure out the formula until like recently. So would you say experience or just living was what allowed you to learn that it's 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 living for sure one and experiencing and just not just staying in your room the whole time which unfortunately going back to that that statement you made about younger cats they don't really have because by the time i was like for example by the time i was like 19 i was already living on my own on an island on carolina you know saying paying my own rent stuff like that living my own life making money yeah, and just then, living on your own sounds almost impossible right now. Especially now. No, I agree. I agree big time. So not to say that, it, not to say that like, oh, why you guys aren't easily doing it? Because I know it's difficult and everything for sure. And it, and it seems to be getting in the worst direction where it gets harder and harder every year, unfortunately. But um, but, but to the point I'm trying to make is, yeah, the, uh, living the experiences, you don't see many of that cats doing so. So what I would say is, one, live that experience, go out, experience life, make those mistakes. Hopefully they're not mistakes that change your life to the negative direction, like prison and jail, death, anything like that. But because that does happen, something you experience life too much, so you got to find that balance. So um, learn from your mistakes. Learn from your mistakes, but mistakes that you can learn from, not that will like, you know, oh, I learned from a mistake that I can't murder people and now I'm in prison for like life <laughs> or on death row. Not sure like know that. that. Like, you know, say, who? wow. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But like, shit like that, but... Um, but just like things about like relationships and stuff like that. And also be aware of them and be able to retrospectively look at the experience and keep the valuable moments of, of what, look at it this way. I look at every experience this way recently. Or not recently. This is like the last like four or five years I've looked at life this way. Was this experience good or bad trying to teach me? 
the universe is trying to teach me something with this experience, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To kind of puts a little bit of like uh, rhyme or reason to life, right? And sometimes life's random experiences of, or, or events, right? Uh, you know, whether it be family issues, relationship issues, personal issues, exterior issues, you know, issues with the world, whatever have you, those, and if they come to my mind and I think about it and it makes me feel some kind of way, good, bad, negative, neutral in between, um, I ask myself the question, like, what's the universe trying to teach me about this? What's, or, or in other words, if you're religious, what's God trying to teach me about this lesson? What's the lesson that needs to be learned from this experience, from this event? Mm-hmm. And once I started looking at things like that, I feel like that accelerated my ability to mature, become wiser, and Bro. attain my goals a lot more quicker overall mm-hmm. on a super macro level. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do take that into consideration a lot. Mm-hmm. I've seen myself doing it and remind myself a lot. What can I learn about this situation? Mm-hmm. As hard as it can be sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've had my, my crashes, my downfalls, and I always tend to come back to that same question. So yes. I'm kind of glad that you're reassuring me in yeah. a way to just believe in that yeah. um, that there's something that needs to be learned from this exactly. it's not necessarily good it's not necessarily bad yeah. it's just a lesson in itself going back to your followings of stoicism you know sense of stoic belief because because i forgot to mention this but i'm a huge stoic person too because stoicism especially for a man a guy a male is 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 essential i think you know because we don't have the uh the luxury to be like you know <laughs> cry babies or like or just all those those stereotypical you know gender role type you know right. societal structures you know like saying men ain't supposed to cry and whatever whatever we don't get that luxury so being stoic helps uh, uh cope with life i guess in the speak for lack of a better term not to say coping because i love life it's a blessing it's 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 a it's a it's a blessing to have it and i'm eternally grateful um, but for lack of a better way to deal with life, you know what I'm saying? To deal with life. And it's like sometimes ups, which still got to deal with things and, and they're downs. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so just, um, that'd be my advice. <laughs> yeah. Stoicism definitely is yeah. something that I want everybody to start practicing a little yeah. bit more of. I feel like it's only beneficial to the people. Dude. And everyone around, I think. Yeah. Everyone know? around you too. You know, it's like, yeah. all right, that guy seems like he's got his shit together. Maybe Honestly. I can learn a thing or two from him. On that note, it opens up another uh, thing I want to talk about because it's perception, right? Okay. And how that ties in with stoicism because that's stoic nature. Being in, in scenarios, especially on, on professional scenarios, especially related to my business, has tremendously helped, you know, because I go into scenarios and sometimes a lot of these scenarios are stressful, right? In life and, and just regular nine to five jobs and just stuff like that. Having a stoic mindset and having that ability to process information without it at least at the at the front, uh, at least emotionally on your face, not showing that it's causing you any kind of rift or, or catch throwing you off center. And it gives you the ability to process it and then come up with the actual actionable uh, response to it. Yeah. Like um, thinking before before you say. Yeah, 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 exactly. And that, that's just been tremendously helpful. So that'll be kind of my two cents on that part. Yeah, we have it. The one hour mark, we're at one hour and seven minutes. Yeah, that's where we want to keep it. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, I feel like for we should editing stop. Purposes, you know, for saying, editing purposes, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got a lot of work but we'll too, definitely so. have more podcasts in the future. You said you wanted to start your podcast. Let's yes, finish. Uh, perhaps. It's more, once again, going back to uh, me trying things out. Experimenting, yeah. Experimenting, getting experience. Also, uh, on a business standpoint, uh, I, want to, I want the audience, whoever watches this, to, um, to understand this. Like Anything is experience. You get, look at it that way. What can I learn from the experience? What's it trying to teach me? And then add an aspect of entrepreneurial, capitalistic mindset 
I think that's a good formula for upgrading your life, at least anecdotally speaking. Um, but to, uh, fuck, I kind of lost my train of thought a little bit. Was, oh, the podcast. Yeah. Um, but that's something that I'm trying to experiment with and um, just get experience with it. And it's also something that I can market as a skill set for clients who want to start their own podcast. Because okay. I'm sure you yourself know when you first started or thought about starting a podcast, you're probably like, what the fuck do I need? I know I need a camera. I know yeah. I need an internet connection. What else do I need? And I'm sure you probably dove into it not knowing that there's a lot more that you do need to know about it, right? Yeah. So, you learn. That's the thing about podcasting. And I was thinking about this earlier today. Yeah. I was like, hmm, why do I like podcasting? Like, is this something that I it's like I was doing and now I'm just doing again? So that's definitely not it at all because I mm -hmm. do enjoy doing this. Yeah. So it's like, why is it that I like doing podcasts? Yeah. And it was that. It was, I don't see myself ever stopping growing from these podcasts yeah. like every single episode is going to be something brand new i'm always going to be learning something brand new from different people yes definitely, so i think definitely. that's what excites me it's it just is exciting now that you put it that way bro that's pretty really badass you know so, and they're coming to you and you're going to be in setting and it's a one-on-one -on -one setting where and you got these things on so it's like undivided attention like i mean it's like it's like the joe rogan tile style but dude that's amazing because you pick up experience and you learn through other people's trials and tribulations and you learn the hacks and pretty much just valuable a valuable wealth of information that you can apply for yourself and your own life and right. redistribute it for other people to like take that into consideration and, and benefit from yeah because so. i do get teased sometimes a little yeah. bit about like hey this guy wants to have a podcast like, who guy, is this guy whatever the yeah fuck. all of Trust a sudden me. or i've gotten this comment a lot it's like this is why some people this is why everybody shouldn't have a podcast. Some <laughs> shit like that, right? Yeah. And I'm like, man, I'm still figuring this shit out. But yeah. the only difference is that I'm actually taking in every single yes. episode. Uh, like all the information that comes into me. Mm -hmm. And I always see that as a strength. Exactly. So yeah, there may be some episodes that we kind of just fuck around and have fun. Sure, sure. But it's, there's also a lot of learning to be made. Yeah. And here's the thing too. There's value in everything that you put out there just by putting it on camera and posting it. Why? Because uh, to some people, certain videos will give them that perspective, that sh uh, that paradigm shift mm -hmm. that allows them to look at things that ultimately benefits their life. And then other people are going to look at other videos or the same video and they're be like, oh, this is silly. So people are so different. Mm -hmm. I, I, I figured there's enough people and you're getting enough traction out there where you get enough eyes where there has bound to be at least a percentage of those people that are going to find value in every single episode. So for you putting it all distributed and covering all wide topics, I think that in itself, you're, you're, you're hitting it at the park, in my opinion, just, mm -hmm. just obser observing wise on you. And what are you what looking forward to when you start testing out or experimenting with your podcast? Uh, well, also on that note, it's uh, curious. You guys want to know who's going to be the guest? <laughs> so, yeah, so we're going to be doing our first podcast and to answer your question, um, not like, sure. Why why is podcasting one of those things that you did want to try? Like out of all the things you could experiment with videography, like you know in your mind, like yeah. I could definitely knock out a podcast for somebody, right? Yeah, yeah. That camera died. That is, okay, cool. Um, but what made you want to start or at least try out your own podcast? Um just to say just to say that I tried it. That's ah, it. cool. And it, and it, since I was a kid, uh, no, not a kid, but like a young adult, when podcasts was kind of becoming a big thing already, especially because I grew up watching Joe Rogan too from the beginning too, for the most part, not like beginning beginning, but like a few years into it, once he started to get like more mainstream, kind of like barely jumping the bandwagon. I wouldn't say it wasn't. I was like, oh, I'm not the day ones, but uh, I did jump the bandwagon a little bit. But long story short, um, 
it seemed cool and it looked interesting and i saw that perspective that you just put into perspective like how you're getting value and on a personal level you yourself the the podcast e or the interviewer of the podcast you're learning so much from all these people and on top of that you're putting in display so i saw the value in it because there's value in it big time yeah, and as yeah. you know no because i mean look at the world where it's at now especially with podcasting dude it's like the biggest thing now kind of to the point where it's almost a cliche like how like people are to your point are saying yeah. oh not everyone this is why everyone shouldn't have podcasts but it's yeah. because there's value in it you know, yeah so. and conversation and it's hard to ignore it you can't ignore it right you know and also it'd be cool to like you know god willing when you're older you look back at yourself and you're like oh shit look at me at 31 and you know and, or like you yourself at your age and then now you're seeing that a different standpoint a different mentality and it's cool to kind of see whoa i didn't even camera. think about that yeah bro so you see the evolution bro and you have it even more perfect dude because you have it in a sequential order which is like very very you'll be able to see the micro changes bro because yeah. you document so much of yourself and putting so much of yourself on camera so that's also <laughs> another perspective you know what I'm saying yeah i never thought about that one me at 50 yeah. years old just like hey guys welcome back to huh. Joan's kickback podcast you know what I'm saying? yeah Dude, it's fucking insane and then being able to look back at me now like at 21 yeah. years old like that's gonna insane. be insane it's insane so you know shit like that you know what I'm saying so personal and then business wise and then curiosity is the reason why curiosity just, is always the best one yeah exactly and it just happens to be the next uh uh niche on the list that's it really too so so i put a list out there and slowly just knocking them up down and then like i mentioned earlier not the ones out. that either are not lucrative or not creative enough for me and, and pick the ones i don't want leave the ones i don't want i mean so, cool yeah that's it i'm looking forward to it we're gonna be recording that on friday are we recording that here or at yours uh, we're gonna do it here again too cool. so but this time i'll be taking more like the interview song which i'll and uh, I think I'm not sure I might have a preset of questions, which are going to cover um, your personal life Ooh. a little bit, hit more like a random section. I'm going to be more a little bit like structured, like see, kind of just experiment. That's just kind of where my mind is taking. Cool. Me. That's kind of my mind wants me to put it as my first podcast. So I'm going to do it that way and see how it goes. I'm excited. Yeah, definitely. So <laughs> but yeah, that's going to be the end to this podcast episode. One hour and 13 minutes. We got my guy. You tell them where they can find you. Yes, definitely. You can find me on Instagram would be the best place to find me, which is at Ronin Film House uh, on Instagram. Uh, but the house is spelled H-A-U-S. Everything else is spelled as it sounds. So Ronin Film House, H-A-U-S. So follow me on Instagram. Uh, my link's in there, too, with all my contact information. So if you want to get a hold of me and also if you want to collab. Also, if you want to uh, need some work done, photography, videography services, music videos, events like weddings, quinceañeras, things like that, uh, just let me know, and uh, we'll definitely be able to assist you in providing you and providing you the quality video that you need to uh, get the job done with your whatever content you need. <laughs> yeah, so, had a great conversation. All of that is going to be down in the description below, so you guys can hit him up, shoot him a follow, yes. see what he's up to. His podcast episode experiment project is going to be coming yeah. out soon that's it not even I'm a name for the podcast yet so we're just I gonna need... do it yeah and then we'll see how it feels if you want to help me with that too that'd be i'll try cool. all right cool cool i'll just try my some, best just throw some into the pots for options right know, we'll pick something out yeah, yeah but yeah thank you guys so much for watching if you guys happen to enjoy make sure to like and subscribe if you guys are on spotify apple podcast anchor any audio listening platform come over to youtube we have a video version here we have all the lights and cameras set up, so I don't know exactly how different this one's going to be compared to the past ones, but I know it's going to look cool regardless. Yes, definitely, definitely. And look for more of up, uh, upgraded quality because me and uh, Jovan, uh, jo uh, sorry, Joan. 
Sorry, I wanted to say Jovan for some reason. Jovan, <laughs> you're good. Uh, fucking, uh, are gonna be working more together. You know, like I said, uh, collaborating more. You know, keeping the series no gatekeeping here. We want to help everyone rise. So, um, yeah. So expect more of this coming soon. Hopefully. Yep, that's gonna be it. Thanks again right. so much for watching. I'll catch you guys on the next episode.